I'm sure you're familiar with the phrase, April showers bring May flowers. Oftentimes when we think of those rainy seasons of life, we think of it as a time of challenge, a time of trial. But did you ever consider rain as being a sign of God's faithfulness? We'll talk about that today on Bloom. I'm your host, Jen Robinson, for April 14th, 2020. First of all, welcome. Thank you for tuning into Bloom. This is a new podcast that is designed to encourage, inspire, and grow women in their relationship with one another and the Lord. I'm very excited about this opportunity and this new ministry here at Grace. And as I was prayerfully considering, what did the Lord want me to share on this debut podcast of Bloom? He brought me to the phrase, April showers bring May flowers. We often hear this phrase in the spring as we're accustomed to rainy Aprils that in turn produce the beautiful flowers we see in May. God used this phrase to speak to my heart several years ago, and it's a message that is so timely in what our world is going through now. I want to invite you to travel back in time with me for a moment. So ever since my husband and I got married, it was always my dream to own a home. I knew I always wanted a home for my family. God always instilled a love of home for me, even back when I was a little girl. And in 2008, that realization was finally going to come true. We were getting ready to build a new house. And I was so excited for what God was doing in our lives. Two weeks before we were about to break ground, we found out that my husband was going to be losing his job. The market was crashing, and he was one one of many people who was going to be laid off. And it put everything on hold. The builder no longer felt comfortable moving forward with building our home. And we completely lost that opportunity to build the house. And from that moment, for several years, we struggled being able to get approved for a home. We lived in apartments and townhomes, even lived with family for a little bit. And All I longed for was to have a home of my own. I prayed for it every day, wondering when was God going to give me a home of my own? Finally, in one rainy March of 2013, we had the opportunity to rent a house, an adorable, charming bungalow that was perfect for our little family of four. And the owner was willing to rent it out to us until we were able to secure a loan from the bank. He understood that it was a process and that it was going to take time, and he was willing to work with us. But in the meantime, he said he wanted to check up with us and the bank every six months to make sure that we were on the right track. Each time checking up on those six months, hoping that we were all the more closer or available to be able to take a loan. Those meetings were always held in October and April, and those meetings took place for two and a half years. You see, every time that we would meet with the bank, the bank would give us more more work to do, told us we hadn't done enough, we still had more to do, 
And no matter how many times we'd follow the bank's instructions, every six months when we would come back, there was something else that we would have to do. And it was never enough. So eventually the owner got tired of waiting on us. And he said, I'm really sorry, but I have to put the house up for sale. I just can't, can't sit on this any longer. I know you're trying, but this is what's best for me. I have to put the house back up for sale. And this brought us to a season where I started to question God. I thought, God, you know, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. I thought it was about to happen. We were so close. And now you're going to take this away from us. I couldn't see where God was going in this situation. And to make matters worse, we found out that my husband was yet again going to be losing his job. He was a teacher and the schools were consolidating and levies were not being passed and they had to let some people go and he was going to be one of those people. I remember just being on my knees, crying out to the Lord, asking him, God, what are you doing here? I know you're there. I know you're good. But what I'm seeing is not good. And what is going to come of this? All I've ever wanted for my family was to have a home of my own. And now it's being taken away. So my husband said, there's no jobs around here. I'm going to have to branch out. I'm going to start applying for jobs maybe a little farther away. And several jobs he applied for were in Cleveland. And I thought to myself, I don't want to move to Cleveland. I wanted this house. I want to stay here. I want to pray that God makes a way here. But clearly God was closing the door. And sure enough, a week later, my husband had an interview and was offered a position in a school in Cleveland. And so we began searching for houses again, praying that maybe things would be different, that even though we've gone through two and a half years of not being able to get a, a mortgage, maybe things would be different this time. And so in a step of faith, we began searching for houses. Two months into our search, we found a house that we fell in love with, and we really felt like God was going to make a way for us to be there. We contacted a bank that our realtor had suggested to us and we went through the mortgage process seamlessly and got approved for our house. In October of 2015, we moved into our own home. And the funny thing is, is that after two and a half years of this not happening, without hardly any effort, or any work, we just seamlessly moved right into our new home where God was relocating our family in Cleveland. So one day I was at home with my kids and my husband gives me a call. And this is fast forwarding a little bit. We're in 2017 now. We've been in Cleveland for a couple of years. And my husband calls me and says, well, the school that he is at is letting go of teachers. They're consolidating buildings. 
and I'm losing my job after Christmas. And I thought, God, we're here again. Again, we, he's losing his job. It's the same situation, but now we're in a home. What's going to happen now? How are you going to meet our needs? And this is an odd time of year. How is he supposed to find a new teaching job in October? And so I prayed and I opened up my Bible and God led me to the book of Joel. And it's a book in particularly that I never really studied before. I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. And as I was reading, I got to chapter 2 and verse 23. It said, Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. After I read that, the Holy Spirit stopped me and said, You need to look into this verse. I have a message for you in this verse. And so I knew that I had to discover, first of all, what was the significance of the autumn and the spring rain? So doing some further study on it, I learned that Israel anticipated two seasons of rain every year. One was the autumn rain, which was a soft rain that fell in the months of October and November. And then a spring rain or a heavy rain that fell in the months of March and April. And the rain was how they depended on their livelihood. The rain was essential for the Israelites in a very dry and dusty land. And God's promise to bring rain in those seasons was a symbol of his faithfulness. His covenant promise to Israel to depend on him for those seasons of rain. Now, ironically, or I like to believe not ironically, when I looked back at the timeline, those seasons where we had those meetings with our old house fell in the months of October and April. And then God brought us to our new home in October. So God's faithful provision that he had walked us through over the past almost three years fell in those seasons of rain. And so I knew at that moment, God was reminding me of his faithfulness. And he gave me an abundant peace at that moment that he is the same God that brings the autumn and spring rain as before. So he's done it before. He's going to do it again. And sure enough, two weeks later, in that month of October, my husband got a call from his assistant principal and said, I'm friends with a superintendent in another district. I told them about you, and they need a teacher, and they want to hire you. And so my husband received a new job. And once again, God proved his faithfulness to us in a mighty way. Looking back on these verses, I really dug deep 
into wanting to understand more and more about this verse and what was the significance of rain and God's promise to his people. Doing my study, I learned that one of the Hebrew words for rain is Geshem. And it's from the root word Lahikashem, which means calling forth that which is not yet into being. Let me say that again. Calling forth that which is not yet into being. So just like a seed that's being planted, we don't see what's taking place. We only see the product when that flower rises through the ground and blooms. Isn't God often working in our lives in the same way? He's doing something, but we don't see it necessarily. We see a lot of times we can look back and we see the product of something, but we don't so much appreciate the process in between. Just like when we were in that time of a season of unknown and a time of waiting on God. What was he going to do next? We were about to lose our home. My husband was losing his job. What was God going to do next? We didn't see him at work. But what we didn't realize is he was bringing us through a process. He was allowing us to go through a journey of growth. You see, our faith is like a seed. It's like a process. And that seed has to break open. It has to be anchored by roots. And it has to work its way upward on that path going up to the surface. And it requires rain for growth and nutrients. When I think about a promise and I think about waiting on the Lord, I think about Abraham, how God planted a seed of promise in his heart and said, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. But Abraham didn't get to see that promise come to fruition for a long time. He had to wait on the Lord. He was allowing Abraham to go through a process of faith where the Lord had to show his faithfulness to Abraham in his timing. This is how I believe the Holy Spirit led me to the title of the podcast, Bloom. We're all in a growing process in our faith and our relationship with others and the Lord. You know, right now, our world is facing extraordinary circumstances. We can't see what's around the corner or what the future looks like. But just because we can't see the seeds of God's faithfulness at work, that doesn't mean he isn't working. The same God who faithfully gives the autumn and spring rain is the same God who faithfully watches over his children. We don't question whether the spring will come. In Northeast Ohio, we might question, when is the spring going to come? But we don't question that it's going to come. We anticipate its arrival. 
Why do we question God's faithfulness in other areas of our lives? Right now, you may have that when it rains, it pours mentality. But remember, the rain is what grows our faith. And the rain is a symbol of God's faithfulness. You might not know what tomorrow brings, what next week brings. Maybe your world has been completely turned upside down and you're at that point where I was back in 2015 when I was about to lose my home and my husband was about to lose our sole income. And I wondered, how is God going to come through on this? And yet his word says in Hebrews, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. May his word take deep roots within our hearts and anchor our souls upon him. Let us pray. Father, we come before you today In a season of rain, we also believe it is a season of anticipation. We may not see how you're working in our lives, but we know and acknowledge that you are working. You are the same God that brought the autumn and spring rain, and you are the unchanging Father of faithfulness. God, you've proven time and time again that you will never leave or forsake your people. And even in times of uncertainty, we can rest assured that you are using the waiting season as a process to grow our faith. And it's a time where you can demonstrate your faithfulness. Please don't let us get discouraged in the waiting. And we thank you and we anticipate your spring rain. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And please join me back on April 28th in part two of this series as we get to dig a little bit deeper once again into the significance of the rain. Keep growing and God bless.